Well, it's good to see all of you here this morning. If you're glad to be in the house of God, say amen. 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 That's pretty weak for a Sunday morning this big a crowd. So I'm going to ask you one more time. If you're glad to be in the house of God, say amen. Amen. There we go. Let's all stand. We want to open our service in prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Barry Roach to come and open us this morning. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Father, for the day. Father, we just thank you for all the mothers. Lord, the godly mothers that are here. Father, and I, I pray for the grandmothers that are here. Lord, I just pray that you touch each one of them on this special day. Lord, we just thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for us, Father. And we just pray, Lord, if there's one here today, Lord, that doesn't know you, Lord, that today might be the day, Father, that they'd come to know you as, as their Savior, Father. And we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Main standing, page six. While traveling through this
move one more, page 346. Main spinning.
page 66. Good singing part.
Let's all stand together. 113. any offering, go ahead and bring it up to the place.
got any tithes and offerings you want to bring, you can bring them at this time. remember the joke I told y'all about the chiropractor? It was about a week back. <laughs> oh, it's about a month from now. Some of y'all get that. And you'll wreck your car going down the road. Amen. Amen. Did you get that, Brother Terry? I did. All right, all right. As long as the head deacon got it, it's okay. Amen. It is good to see all of you, and we do appreciate all of you that are here, and especially our visitors. Thank you all for coming to Merville Baptist Church. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to do some things special this morning. Um, remember, there will be no service tonight. On Mother's Day and Father's Day, we always cancel our night services so that you can have time to spend with your families. So remember that. And also the 22nd of this month, which is a couple of Sundays away, Brother Bud Stiltner will be in with us all that day. And we're so, we're so blessed uh, to have him be able to come with us. I love Brother Bud. I love his spirit. love his Bible knowledge. He'll feed you and give you something, especially from the Word of God, if you'll... If you'll listen to it, amen. Well, we do have some things that we want to do, especially this morning. First thing, happy Mother's Day to all of you moms. All of you mothers that are here, please stand. Please stand. All of you moms. Amen. And while you're standing, if you're, if you're standing and you didn't get a ticket, please raise your hand and we'll get somebody to bring you a ticket because we're going to give away these beautiful flowers that are up here on the platform. Who, who here, no, all of you got a ticket? Well, that means you're a loser. God gave me that just like that. Yes. Amen. Um, who in here is, who in here is, I want to find out who's the youngest mother we've got here. Who's here 30 years and younger? Raise your hand. 30 years or younger. Got three. Got three. Raise them high. Three. Four. How many... Who's 25 and under? Two. 24. Mackenzie. 
is the youngest mother here. Amen. And boy, do they have a beautiful child. Amen. Little Kennedy. Now, who is the oldest mother here? I always get in trouble on this. I think I think we need to start a new uh, new thing here at Merville. About once a month, I'm gonna have a lady stand up and testify and tell us how old you are and how much you weigh. <laughs> what do y'all think about that? Y'all y'all think that'd be a good thing to do? Yeah, there's some men around here, man enough to. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm already in trouble. But anyway, the oldest here, who's, who's a mother here? 60 and older. 60? 62? 65? 66? 67? 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, Miss Diane. Miss Diane, amen. Huh? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. I had another one. Miss Carolyn, you were where? How old are you, Sister? Eighty. Miss Diane's the oldest. Amen. All right, we want to we want to give away these gifts. Uh, Mackenzie, would you come help me? I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw four, and whoever shouts hallelujah, you're gonna get one of these. All right, who's got coin-tainer? Oh, that's not the, oh, the other side. <laughs> Ticket number 725. Her right back there at the back. All right, I got another one to give away. Number 657. If anybody shouts bingo, 657. <laughs> then uh, 694. Miss Jane. And one more. Just a little something to give away to some moms here. Number 720. Give these mothers a hand this morning. Amen. You can be seated this morning. We do have uh, something special we want to do this morning. Uh, Sister Gilda's son passed away unexpectedly. Sister Gilda, if you come forward, we want to get all the ladies together around her. It was just unexpectedly he passed away. And uh, want her to come forward and have all the ladies gather around and pray for her, that God would be with her. You want to say a little something, Sister Gallo? You want to say a little something? Yeah. No, okay. If you'll sit on that front row, ladies, come gather around her and pray for lost her son unexpectedly.
wanted to give you an update uh, on Miss Debbie. Uh, all of you were praying for, and we want to say from the depths of our heart, thank you for every prayer that you prayed for my wife. We went, I carried her down there Friday to Grady Hospital down in Atlanta and uh, had to be there at 7 o'clock to do some pre-op stuff. And then at the schedule for 8 o'clock, they actually took her in about 9.30 and they did what they call an angiogram, which they went in through a wrist and uh, went up through there with a camera and went about to her neck and then shot some dye into her brain. And they, they saw the aneurysm, and we got some better news than we at first had. Instead of it measuring at a three by six, it is uniformly a three, which is a lot better, meaning it's all the way around is smaller than suspected. And then while they were in there, they looked at the, the back, the size. They looked all around in there and didn't find any other complications. So... That one aneurysm is what she's dealing with. And another good, if there's good news for an aneurysm, is that the doctors seem to think that we can just keep an eye on it and check it once a year. So in a year, she'll go back for a scan and have it re-looked at and examined to see if it's growing any. And you pray, you continue praying that it won't increase. I'm, I'm still praying that God will heal her. I've been praying that this whole while, that God will just take it away. That it'd be, and one day he will. Glory to God. Heaven holds a healing for us who are saved. Amen. We'll be completely whole then. What about that? No more baldness. Glory. Hallelujah. Plenty of hair over there. Somebody ought to write a song about that. Plenty of hair over there. Us, some of us bald men will be shouting, singing that song. Amen. Let's all stand and turn in our Bibles to the book of First Samuel. First Samuel. First Samuel. I want to read the entire chapter, twenty-eight verses. Brother Tommy, how's Ricky? He had a, a setback this the end of last this past week, and uh, had to go back on the vent. But he's off now. They took him back off. So you keep remembering Ricky Meeks in your prayers that God would be with him also in the whole family. First Samuel chapter number one. We want to begin in verse number one. The Bible reads like this. It said, Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. <clears throat> the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. 
and her adversary. This will be Penina, the other wife. That's the trouble with having two wives. <laughs> One's enough. Can I get a big amen right there? Woo! We'll just, we'll just come on to the altar right there. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I live in the New Testament. Amen. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year when she went to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat by, upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then will I give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor uh, come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, not, not, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore, it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I've asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then will I bring him. And that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good, tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him into the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O oh my Lord, 
As thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore, also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. That's reading all of 1 Samuel chapter 1. And I want to take these verses and just for a little while with the thought of mothers, Mother Day, I want to preach this on this thought, the heart of a mother. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, this morning as we come before you, Lord, we're blessed and we thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you, Lord, for this story in the Bible about Hannah and Samuel and her desire for a child. Lord God, you please add your favor to the preaching of the Word of God. And through the foolishness of preaching, may you save those which believe. And Lord, would you touch every heart of every person that's here. Lord, bless these mothers. Lord, they're a special breed of people. We're thankful, Lord, for them in Jesus Christ's name. And all of God's people said, you can be seated this morning. The word mother is found two, 328 times throughout the Word of God. The first woman ever called a mother in the Bible was naturally Eve in Genesis chapter number three, 2. In America, we have set aside a given day of every year to celebrate and remember the contributions that mothers have made in our personal lives and in the world. We are blessed to live in a nation which has given mothers this special day. Because without mothers, none of us would be here. <laughs> uh, that's what this generation needs to learn. Without mothers, none of us would be here. Men were not created for the purpose of, neither are they able to bear children. <laughs> there are only two genders in the, in the world today. There's male and a female. They were both designed for a specific purpose by God. The man was to carry the seed and the woman was to carry the child. I, I got to thinking about the movement we got going on in our country about abortion. And uh, I want to say some things about that this morning. The abortion issue, there are only two sides to this issue. There's either pro-choice or pro-life. And I'm on the pro-life side. All the way, all the way. The pro-choice is actually a movement that wants to, wants to claim that they have the right to murder their child. What is really going on, I thought a lot about this, and we read in the scripture where the Lord opened her womb so that she could conceive and bear a child. I thought long and hard about this, and this thought came to my mind. We see it as maybe an attack upon the family, and it is. It's an attack, a direct attack on the family. It affects the family unit and structure. God made one man, one woman, and they were to come together and have children and populate the world. So this abortion movement is an attack on the family. And then we might say, well, it's an attack on Christianity, and it is. It's an attack and a direct attack on Christianity because 
true Bible-believing Christians are against abortion. Well, anyway, <laughs> back to my thought. True Christianity is an attack. Abortion is an attack on true Christianity. But God's Word never changes. No matter what you believe, God's Word never changes. They want to rewrite laws to try to make it legal to abort a baby. But no matter what man's laws are, God's Word never changes. And all of us will stand before God one day. The male is designed to carry the seed. The woman is designed to carry the child. Life begins at conception. Or we could actually say that life begins with God. Because God is the one that opens and closes the womb. We've read that in our text. If you put all the males on Mars and all the females on Venus, the end of the human race would be soon. <laughs> I mean, unless Elon Musk got him a space rocket to fly to Venus, we'd soon perish as a human race. It has been said that man is the head of the home and that the children are the hope of the home, but the mother is the heart of a home. The Lord Jesus Christ could have just simply come into this world as He was, but He chose to come into our world by means of a mother. I want to consider our text this morning and for just a little while on this Mother's Day, I want to preach a simple message on the heart of a mother. I want us to first consider the request of Hannah. She requested, it was a Considered in the Old Testament, you read through that, the Old Testament, and it was considered to be a curse of God if you had no children, if a woman had no children. It was considered a curse of God. And we read many times throughout the Word of God where because a woman was barren and would not bear children, that the man and the wife would pray together and God would open the womb and allow them to have children. In the book of Psalms 127, verse number 3, the Word of God says it like this, said, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. So we understand this, that all children begin with God. God is the creator of children in our lives. And Hannah wanted a child more than anything else in this world. And so we see her before the Lord praying that she could have children. But not just have a child, more specifically, she wanted to have a child to raise him for the Lord. And can I say it like this? That is what God has placed woman on earth to do. To raise children... And to raise them for the glory of God. We're not to raise them for the world. We're to raise them for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the supreme highest calling for a woman today. Our country and our world has purposefully degraded motherhood today. It made it a, second, a secondary thing of no value. But motherhood in the Word of God is of a high value in a woman's life. And we have taught women that the most important thing in life is their careers. 
But that teaching will never override God's Word. Your career in life, lady, as a woman, is to, is to be married to a man and to bear children and raise them for the glory of God. That's what this woman wanted to do. She wanted to have a child so that she could raise him for God's glory. The book of Titus chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 says about the aged women that they may teach the young woman to be sober, to love their husbands, listen to this, and to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. God has given you specific instructions in life to, to, be, to be a man's wife, to be a helpmeet to him, and also to raise and bear children for the glory of God. God has already defined your career for you, your husband and your children. It is only natural for a woman to want to have children and to love the children that she has. And the highest manifestation of true love for a child is for a mother to raise her children for the glory of God. If you've got a mother that has raised you right and raised you by the Word of God, you ought to thank God for that mom that you have. Not every mother is afforded that, not every child is afforded that opportunity. But if you've had a mom that would raise you and, and pray for you and, and teach you God's word, you're a blessed individual. Amen and amen. The Bible says about Hannah said that she vowed a vow. She said, Lord, if you'll just give me a child, as long as that child is living, I'm going to give him back to you and he'll be yours forever and forever. No matter, no matter what kind of mother you had, you're to honor and respect the mother that God gave you. Some have had good mothers, some have had uh, bad mothers, but no matter what kind of mother you've had, you're to honor and respect your mother. Good children are hard to come by <laughs> these days. If you raised your child to live for Jesus Christ and to serve Him, you've done all that you can, whether that child listens to you or whether he goes the opposite way. No matter whether your child makes up their mind that I'm going to serve Jesus Christ or whether they're going to live for the world and that crowd, if you've raised them for the glory of God, you've done all you can. The Bible says to train up a child when he is young when he is old, he will not depart from it. But those in between years are the years that we're concerned about. My mom told me one time, she said, John, I have prayed more for you since you left the house than I prayed for you when you were at home. And I believe every mother understands that who has older children who have gone on uh, out in the world. To raise a child for Jesus Christ is an adventure in life. And whether they stay with the Lord or whether they stray from the Lord is totally up to their will. But train them anyway, no matter what comes your way. Train them for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul writing to Timothy, he said, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, 
And I'm persuaded that in thee also. The faith that we have as Christians is to be handed down to our children and to their children. If, you, if you've got children this morning, I implore you to raise them for the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll never, never, never go wrong when you raise them for Jesus Christ. That was the request of Hannah. But I want us to consider, secondly, the resource of Hannah. She had God's word. She said, as long as this child is lent to me, I'm going to give him back to God, and I'm going to make sure that no razor comes upon his head. Now, what did she mean by that? She meant that she was going to raise him with the highest calling that was possible to raise a man-child. She said, Lord, if you'll, if you'll give me a child, I'm going to raise him to be a Nazarite all the days of his life. And the, being a Nazarite in Israel meant that they were going to be a leader of God's people. And they would eventually become a judge of God's people. And she had her mindset that she was going to raise this child for the highest possible calling for the namesake of Jesus Christ. She had God's word. Today... Motherhood has been so degraded and so looked down upon that glamour is more exalted than motherhood. Uh, we, we got moms that know how to pose just right, but they know nothing about God's Word. We've got women who spend all the money on being beautiful, but they know nothing of God's Word. God's Word is the most important thing in a mother's life. I remember... I remember coming home in a bad way one time when I still lived at home. The house was dark and I knew just how to move that, that handle and how to turn it where it didn't make any noise. And I slipped in that night, turned around and closed the door. And when I did, the lights came on. And there sat my mama with a Bible in her lap. And my mama looked at me and she said, boy, you need to get your heart right with God. And thank God for a mama who was a Bible mama. I've got my, my mama's Bible that, that her mother gave her, and I've got it as a treasure uh, at the house and, and protected because I want to be, I want to keep that Bible as long as I'm alive. It means something to me that no, my, my grandmother had lived for Jesus Christ, that my mother lived for Jesus Christ, and she has handed that down to me, the resource of mama. You've got something that is more powerful than any power on this earth. And that is the word of God. Not only did Hannah have the word of God. She had prayer. Another resource of Hannah was she had prayer. She went to God and prayed. She said God please give me a child. Lord please give me a child. And what did God do? He gave her a child. He rewarded her with this child. Prayer. Uh, is one thing, ladies, that you can do that your children can't do nothing about. They can't rebel against you praying because you have access to God any time of the day. George Truett said that every morning his mother would go out to, uh, into the apple orchard. She'd spend a little while, and he noticed this as he was a little child. And he would notice his mom go to the apple orchard. She would spend some time. She'd come back. She'd be singing and smiling. So one day as a little child, she de he decided, I'm going to go find out what mom's doing. So he followed her, snuck behind her, and followed her to that apple orchard. 
He saw his mother bowed down beside an old apple tree. And she began praying. And she reached up to God in prayer for all of her children. George Truett was one of them. Became a mighty man for God. And then he knew the secret power of his mother was the prayers that she had prayed. Susanna Wesley had 17 children. The most I've ever heard of. I preached a revival up in West Virginia one time. And preached a revival for a, 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 a preacher friend of mine. He had a lady in his church that was the youngest of 35 children. 35. There was one daddy and two mamas. Amen. 35 children. But Susanna Wesley had 17 children. And she spent one hour every day in prayer, shut up with God, praying for her children. She said, I've heard women say, I've got too many children. I'm too busy to pray. She said, I've got too many children not to pray. Two of her sons, Charles and John Wesley, preached England to God and he sent revival in the days of a revolution. It don't take a lot of money to raise children for God, but it takes a lot of prayers. It don't take a lot of a college education to raise children for God, but it does take a lot of Bible. Charles Spurgeon remembered hearing his mother say these words while she was in prayer one day. She said, now, Lord, if my children go on in sin, it will not be in ignorance that they perish. And my soul must bear a swift witness against them at their day of judgment if they have not laid hold of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for moms who will stay with this book and stay on their knees in prayer for, the, for their children and pray them as best they can to God. Do you, do you know what's against our young generation today? Everything. Everything is against them, but thank God there are still some women that are get along with God and pray for their children. Amen. There was the resource of Mama. But then I want to talk about the remembrance of Mama. She said, Lord, remember me. She had a specific prayer request on the behalf of her child, and God remembered her. Thank God for a God in heaven that's always listening, and he listens to mothers when they pray. The Bible tells us, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. What does it mean to honor your father and your mother? Well, I've studied that a little bit. What does it mean to honor them in the Lord? It means this. If you've had parents that have taught you about Jesus Christ and have raised you right, then to honor them means for you to carry on that raising in your life. That's when you honor your parents by living for Jesus Christ in your life. No matter, no matter what kind of parents you've had, if they've tried to raise you for Jesus Christ, they've done the best they can, and they're raising you right. When we were living in Waycross, we had a neighbor, and this neighbor was, had, had one boy that I remember may have had other children. 
But this, this family had this one boy, and he was a very rebellious boy. And uh, we could literally, they lived right across the street from us, kind of to one side. And we could literally hear them through closed doors and through the structure of that house. We could hear him cussing out his, his mother and his dad, and especially his mother. And, and we just could not get over how disrespectful he was to his mother and his father. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. You better leave your mom alone. You better not come against your mom or your dad. God's watching and watching what you do in life. John Quincy Adams said this. He said, all that I am, my mother made me. Abraham Lincoln said this, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Thomas Edison, the inventor, said this. He said, I did not have my mother long, but she cast over me an influence that has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training, I can never lose. If it had not been for her appreciation and her faith at critical times of my life, I should never have become an inventor. I was a careless boy, but her firmness, her goodness, were potent powers to keep me in the right path. My mother was the making of me. The memory of her will always be a blessing. Thank God for mamas. The reward of this mother. God answered her prayer. Her son is, has got his name recorded as one of the books of this Bible. Why? Because she did exactly what she promised God. She said, God, if you give me a son, I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to do everything that I can to raise this child for Jesus Christ. And she did. And now we're reading a, a book from the Bible named after that child, Samuel. Oh, what an honor. It is to raise somebody for the Lord Jesus Christ. I got to thinking about this. Mamas have held children down through the years. Abraham held, Abraham's mother held him. Called the friend of God. Moses' mother raised the man who carried the rod of God in his hand. David's mother raised the man who had a heart after the heart of God. Elijah's mother raised the man who called fire down from heaven. Peter's mother raised the man who preached and 3,000 souls got saved at one meeting. John's mother raised the man who was called up to heaven and wrote the book of Revelation. And Paul's mother raised the man who became the apostle to the Gentiles. Moms, you never know who you're holding in your hands. Back in 1865... William Wallace wrote these words. He said, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Maybe that's why we're in such a mess today. Moms, get back to God. Get back to being serious about studying this word and praying like you've never prayed before. We're living in some desperate, dangerous times today. We've got a son that lives in Atlanta. I pray for him every day that God would protect him. Atlanta's a madhouse. 
You never know when somebody, you're going to be walking down the street and somebody shoots you down there. We're living in a dangerous world. And moms, we need you to raise up. We need a revival of motherhood according to the Bible. And we need, we need some moms that are earnestly study this word and ask God to make a mother out of you and pray like you've never prayed before. Sis, you come on to the piano for me this morning. My mother is probably, hey mom, if you're watching, my mom's probably watching this morning up in, in Nashville or actually Franklin, staying with my sister for a while. I had a good mother that raised me right, that, that stayed with the Lord all down through the years. And I, I, I remember, my mind goes back to some things that mom used to tell me and teach me. But I remember one thing about my mama. My mom had an old refrigerator. She told me about the first refrigerator they ever had. She said it was a refrigerator that you'd have to put a quarter in and crank the handle. And that quarter would set it on a timer and that refrigerator would work for a certain length of time. She told me about the time that her and daddy was wanting to go to the movies, but they didn't have any money and daddy figured out a way he could rob that refrigerator. And he stole some quarters out of it so they could go to the movie house. I don't know how he got the quarters back in there, but uh, mom's always had a refrigerator. Would She would write scripture on it handwrite scripture and she would post it on the refrigerator there at the house and I never noticed it till I'd moved off and gotten saved and started going back after we moved up here and started going back to mom's house there was a a note she had handwritten on the side of that refrigerator and it said this it said when we pray when when we pray we work but when no how did it go when we work, I can't even remember the saying, but it said this, when we pray, God works. God works when we pray. Mama, God's still working today. And he wants to work in your child's life to do something with his life, her life. Doesn't matter whether it's male or female, God wants to use your child for his glory and for his honor as we stand across the auditorium I wonder if we could get some moms that would just say Lord I'm going to give you my children I wonder if we'd have some moms who would come forward in, during this altar call and say Lord I want you to use my children no matter whether they're gone from home or still there Give your children. Pray for your children. That's what God gave you in life. Was those gifts of God. Would you come this morning? Mothers all across this auditorium. Would you come? We need, we need moms to move again. As mothers. Mothers hold a special place in the heart of God. We need moms that bow their knees. And say, oh God, my child, my child, my child. God, please be with my child. 
Brother Terry, come lead us in that song. Page 375. Those of you still in your pews, let's sing this together. Moms can make a difference in our world. Just for a moment this morning. Brother Carlos, how about you praying for?